This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. Yes, mopeds are finally riding again in Minnesota. Um, I felt like I was in goddamn Utah today. Uh, again, riding on Larpenter, going from St. Paul to Minneapolis, because it was like 40-mile-an-hour winds in my head. It was like 90 degrees, no humidity. And yeah, it was great. And then trying to educate some fools about how uh, the the dew point and the barometer works with uh, heat in Minnesota. Like people are telling me, no, you got to go narrow right now. I'm like, not when there's no fucking humidity in the air because it is dry like a desert in Minnesota. We got something going on called a red flag warning. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, I also, I was... Um, some people are very by the book in the moped scene around here, we'll say, and I'm going to call Mitch out, even though I doubt he listens to this. He was getting statement of facts and getting everything official to the title of moped. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You just say a dead relative gave you this shit and you fucking just take four pictures and go up there and give him that story. And like this old guy, Tambo was just like nodding his head. He goes, yep, that's all you do. And it was just a unbelievable I still can't believe somebody was trying to get a statement of who gets a statement of facts for a mope. They don't care. All right. But I'm excited. Mopeds. Yeah, dude, life is rad. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for what's about to come, but, uh, and I'm excited for my guests. Like I like having people who were in the scene and still kind of play. We're in the scene long ago and are still playing with bikes. So I'm just going to, I guess, introduce himself right now. Yeah. So my name is Ryan and have my first beer with mopeds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, since, you know, like 2012 or 2013 or whatever, I bought the shit at a yard sale and they were throwing illegal parties in downtown Nashville. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. Your name's Ryan. Uh, what club are you affiliated with or were affiliated with? Well, it was originally the Dead Pads, but I, we were never official, like a referee no. without a whistle. No, 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 dude, that's fine. That's totally cool. And then um, we, and then now it's the Daggers, but I'm just kind of like satellite grandpa moped. Right on, right on, dude. All right, so Ryan here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, go through people's moped journey. I hate the very first time I ever saw a moped, you know, Mill Park once like today. So you kind of gave us a sample. Like, what, what, like, I want to know, what was the first time you ever saw a moped? Like, you conceptually know that was a moped. Uh, is it a yard, is it the fucking yard sale that I found the bike at? I literally What kind, what never, kind of bike was it, dude? Well, I still got it. It's in the basement. It's a, it's a 78 Pook Maxi Sport Mark II. And it sat in a basement and it was pristine, but the tank was fucked and it was seized in shit. Awesome. Yeah. yeah you gotta so, love that shit. Really good looking, but also very moist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy that sold it to me died like the day or the week after he sold it to me. Dude, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. And then I went to go try and tell him, I was like, Hey, dude, I got your old moped going. And his wife was like, he died like right after that. And he's like, dude, you killed him. That kid left with that bike. He's like, that kid's never going to get that thing going. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. so you got to, okay. 
let's talk about how you got you said the tank was fucked was it just rusted or was it pinholed or what was up yes so it was rusted <laughs> and pinholed i did electrolysis on it to get oh, a lot of the rust did- out the the black art dude i always i see the videos and i always kind of want to do it and i'm like yeah i'll just go to harbor freight and get uh evapor rust fuck that i think that's probably the better way to do it but i was like i was in fucking high school so i was just like oh yeah let's turn into a science project exactly dude that's fucking rad but there's also a pinhole in the tank and for the longest time what wasn't in the tank is where the pet cock attaches to the tank uh, it would leak through the frame. So for the longest time, I just had like a rubber stopper with a nylon straw shoved in there and like a quarter turn valve. And then uh, at some point, somebody had a frame that they were throwing away. So I actually cut the bung off of it and like fusion welded it with oxyacetylene. Hell it yeah. Still hooked up. So after the bike caught on fire, I did the proper thing and clear coated over all the fire. Dude, fuck yes. So, okay, 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 okay. You told like five great things right there, dude. I want to hear all about them. But you got, okay, let's rewind. You got the bike. You pulled it out. You killed a guy for the bike. That's the story we're going with. You murdered somebody for this bike. I'll I'll oblige. Yeah, yeah. And um, you said the tank was fucked. You did this science experiment. You You got the you de-rusted the tank what'd you do for the motor then like how'd you get that freed up or did you find parts did you buy parts like how did that all go so i bought treats from or i bought parts from treats in 1977 treats treats were was this ebay treats or was this website treats this was still website treats but to date this 1977 mopeds was still open in san francisco and i actually would call them for phone help and they would help me over the phone that's awesome like Really, yeah. So it's like super nice. Like, uh, and it's easy. They're an easy target to talk shit on, and I get it. And I have done it as well, just because I actually can say I went to 1977, and they served me a coffee, and they got it to me on time. Um, but like, they did a lot of good things for the community. I mean, granted, they made a lot of mistakes in the community, but like, you know shit happens man it's easy to talk shit when you're you know whatever um but that's all like so 77 was still out in san francisco um so this is like 2012 nine what what time are we god i mean i could log into treats and go look at my they still had baskets and tacos that's before people started What's the story about the dude buying all the tacos with gift cards and doing a positive feedback loop of points, and that's why tacos don't exist anymore? See, like I've that? I've heard a bunch of things. Like people around here try to have made that. I don't know. Like I've heard things like, yeah, they ended it because of, and I don't want to start talking shit, but like I don't think they the treatland ended doing taco points because of somebody in Minnesota. That's all I'm gonna say. I have no idea who it was. I just remember somebody telling me a story and I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm logging into Treats and it looks like my first order from Treats was in May of 2009. Nice. What do you have your um, number? Like your Treats order, like your personal ID number? Like I couldn't even find mine. Mine's like in the millions or some bullshit. I think my 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 order number is four three zero three. Four three, dude, that's low. 
That's I, I had no idea. They must have just transitioned from eBay. I didn't know they were only an eBay store. They were an eBay. I like, and the, I don't know anything about this. But like back in the day, and you remember, like eBay stores were the rage. They actually had storefronts, if people remember, that you could yeah. go and pick up your eBay purchases at. It was fucking like it was kind I didn't of know like, that. yeah, it was kind of like Amazon idea before Amazon, really. Like it was fucking. Anyways, nobody gives a <laughs> shit about eBay store, but so. What'd you do to get that motor running? You bought a kit or like, did you buy, like, how'd you do that? Yeah. So I bought a 50 kit and like all the bearings were fucked and everything in it. Cause the, it seized with the ports open. So the awesome. bottom end was all fucky too. Mm-hmm. So I did new bearings. I ran it for a while with the original connecting rod. I did electrolysis on that too. So I just like cleaned it up and douched it out and slapped it back together. And uh, that didn't last for too long. So I don't remember if I bought a parts motor or if I brought it up to this guy in Nashville. His name's Charlie Southgate. And it's like the most cliche Saturday Night Live thing you've ever seen. He's in like a shanty shack full of mills and uh, lathes. That's so Yeah. And it's under a fucking railroad overpass at a gully. And then there's like all these like aircraft hangers behind it. It's like... Um the guy who people hear me talk about on this show every once in a while, like uh, who was a mentor to me, taught me a lot of in racing this Ray Forsyth. He actually had his sprint car motors back in the forties and fifties built in Fuck a yeah. chicken coop. Like there was a former chicken coop with like old school manual lay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like anytime I hear that, that, that shit, it just makes me happy. So, yeah, but basically it just fucking broke down a whole bunch and I just kept rebuilding it. And I don't know, it seems pretty good now. I haven't rebuilt it in a while, but I don't ride near as much as I used to either. So, yeah. So, but let's get back to riding. Let's get back. So you start riding. Um, how did you find other mo? Was it just you get your buddies into it or like, what was, was there a moped scene in Nashville at the point or like, what well, what's up with that? So there was, there was a moped scene in Nashville at that point it was the zombie shop and it was uh it was like a communal makerspace that mm-hmm. a bunch of people rented and i never got to really participate because i was still in fucking high school uh but i'd go up there every once in a while and uh yeah it was basically just like all the tools are fucking lost they're just bikes and gas everywhere you know mm-hmm. how it is in a communal workspace it's terrible yeah it's a shit show it's like they i like there's some really rad ones out but like ten years ago, fourteen years ago, like the the ones that are around are are they're around for a reason, versus like the old communal bike shops that like you go there to try to buy stuff and nobody would fucking help you. Yeah, I was that guy who would try to buy shit from your communal bike shop and nobody was like, dude, sell me a twenty dollar fucking lock and let me like instead I'd go to like Eric's bike shop or some bullshit like that. Like, I'm trying to give you money. Yeah. I'm like, like, uh, I, sorry, man. Sorry, I got to put this. I got I to gotta figure out how to lace this wheel and smoke this J, J right? It's like, oh, God damn, hippies. Um, love you, hippies. But, like, okay. <laughs> so you, there's the zombie shop. And was was the Dead Pets around already? And is that kind of where they got their name? Or, like. Yeah, so I was just. 
I was just sort of like tangent to all of that during this mm-hmm. time because I went to college in Knoxville in 2014. So I would just come up like my parents were getting a divorce at the time. So they were like just happy for me to like not be like cutting myself in my room or like yeah. smoking weed. So like yeah. I'd, I I went and did mopeds and they didn't care. But I think dead peds came first and then they called it the zombie shop because of that. I don't think it went the other way around. Okay. But what the undoing of that was sort of uh there was a motorcycle rally in town and they were gonna throw that at the zombie shop, but mm-hmm. beer was being sold illegally there. So the alcohol board was gonna come arrest the guy running it. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So that was kind of the end. And then the landlord found out and the landlord was like, come on. And like it's like you guys gotta go somewhere else. Yeah. And then from there on out, the spaces kind of weren't as cool or awesome as that. And then it just kind of went away. So Joe, who's, you know. Yeah, everybody knows Joe. Daddy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, had a, he had a shop for a little while, but it was like uh, some crazy, like fucking tweaker rednecks. And it was like, you literally can't make up the stuff that was like said and that they wanted and it's just like you gotta be fucking kidding me so like everybody so there was a shop again and now there's not a shop again yeah, yeah. um so, but back back to your story so you got your bike going you got it running um what was the scene like did you guys have like a like i, I i'm curious about the dead pets because like i never i've never actually met a dead pet so like yeah this makes me very happy but like what was the riding like? Did people, um, did do you guys have a weekly ride or like, what, what, what was up with it? Like, cause I find that fascinating. Some people like, and there's no wrong or right way to run a club. Like you take, like, I'm just throwing a grom club out, like, um, dead possums. Like they don't do any ride nights from my understanding, but like they're a club and they'll throw rallies and that's rad. But like, yeah. So, so like what, what was the what was the dead peds like I'm trying to get to? There was definitely a format, and the format was like show up an hour or two before the ride, and there was a weekly ride, and it'd be like try and get your shit running before the <laughs> ride, or if you want to tweak anything, and it'd be like people doing tuning runs up and down Sixth Avenue, and then it'd be like trying to leave for like an hour, like like normal, and then it'd be like okay we're actually fucking leaving, and then like sometimes somebody would break down, but like you get out on the route, and then we had we had there was like a route it would get ridden you'd always like ride the route but the destination was different and uh funny because like one of the one of the like main drags that we go on is called riverside drive which is a really fun street over here in east nashville and back in the day and i god i don't even fucking go out late anymore i don't even know if they still do or not but the, all the traffic lights on riverside used to go yellow at 11 o'clock they'd start flashing yellow Hmm. fucking awesome because if you're out late you could just bomb the whole way down the street from one end to the other yeah when it's super late uh so that was kind of the writing and then like attendance was always wishy-washy there were like a couple core people Mm -hmm. i was not one of them but (laughs) i tried to show up and i stayed sort of in the loop on stuff um but i mean like sometimes we had epic rides like i can remember being on Christmas break one year for school. And uh, I think it was like, it was like sub freezing or close to freezing. And we had like yeah. 19 people come out. Dude, that's for awesome. Just a weekly ride. So there were a couple of epic rides, but uh, yeah. 
And then there's a there's a local motorcycle group that mm-hmm. would kind of hook up with us sometimes. There's a scooter club that would come ride with us sometimes. Some of those guys are still active. But, now, how uh, did how, did you guys mesh well with the scooter club? Because like, yeah, that's sometimes you see some moped groups like they intertwine great and everybody gets along, and then some scenes are like, you ride a scooter and it's a toilet seat and blah blah blah. I think that's ridiculous personally, but like, cause it's like, who cares? Like, sure. The scooter people don't want their shit to break down and it generally doesn't moped people are like, yeah, we ride unreliable technology and we're cool. Yay. <laughs> I mean, but I my question I'm- is, did the, did the scooter people and the moped people get along back then? They did. That's the awesome. only time that scooter people would like flex on the moped people would be uh, you get caught in a traffic light in the city and they just hop on the interstate and like bypass three lights and be like, God damn it, I can't get on the interstate. <laughs> so that's the only time there was any animosity and it was mostly just playful. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they were all two stroke. So, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, sorry, it's tired and whatnot, folks. Um, do you want to talk about some of the rallies they were throwing back in the day or were you part of helping throwing any? Cause I, I, I hear whispers of the dead bed rallies or the Natchez trace or whatever. So Natchez trace was dope. Uh, and I think Joe did it one or two years. I went to, you know, I went to all the rallies. I didn't really help plan them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just kind of, kind of fun like cruising down the Natchez Trace. One of my buddies yeah. broke down. So I rode with him in the breakdown trailer before I hopped back off to the next stop and worked on some of that stuff. But like some of the old time people are like still in town, but they don't really ride anymore or they've gotten off to motorcycles. I went to the first swoops rally mm-hmm. and my Z850 blew up down there on that green maxi. So I was like rebuilding that in the middle of the warehouse. Dude, that's right. Uh, well, it's not like, a bad place to blow up because at least I got parts for you. That's true. And uh, yeah, so drove Chase a couple years ago uh, for one of the rallies with Joe. That was fun. It started raining in the middle of it. It was kind of a nightmare. Everyone broke down because nobody had a fucking flywheel cover on their bike. And uh, <laughs> I think I mean, it was think, like, yeah, it was bad. Like the last yeah. year's, like last year's rally was fucking epic. Epic. But yeah, yeah. That, one right before COVID, everybody talks about like it was rad, but it fucking monsooned on us. Yeah, it was it was fucking bad because you're like driving by people, trying to get to the gas station. Like I'm gonna have to come pick all these motherfuckers up, and we like regrouped <laughs> at the gas station, and like people got their shit cleared out and got running again, and we loaded everything up. It definitely wasn't gonna run back into the van. And there's a cool picture mm-hmm. of all of us at the gas station. But doesn't that make some of the best rallies, though, the shit shows that happen? Oh, definitely. Uh, Traumatic experiences, dude. They're great. I love them. Yeah, like, yeah, it's always the shittiness that's the most fun. It's never when things go right. Uh, So when my maxi broke down at the first Foofs rally, somebody had this Lifan-swapped Tomos, Mm -hmm. and that was my loner for the day and the tank on it was shit. So it just had like a lawnmower tank <laughs> bungee cord into the front of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then while I was riding it, 
it like someone had like fiddly stick welded the motor mounts onto it and Perfect. one side of the motor mounts broke off so when you'd shift it like the whole motor would like flex down and then slap the frame when it would reload oh god like, no yeah yeah so i mean it was it was shit like that it was fun so i don't know Dude. Yeah, so you made that swoops rally. Um, what other rallies did you hit? Are like what? Like what are some of the farther rallies? Because I mean, that's not too. That's that's still a good haul for you. What was that four hours to Nashville or from Nashville to Atlanta? I haven't done any West Coast or Midwest stuff. Uh, a few years ago, Joe and I did New York. Went up to see a friend in Boston, and then we stopped into New York. We took a friend's bike up, and she flew in. We picked her up, and then we drove home. Um, I don't know if pinball counts for the rally, but I did pinball. Dude, that's awesome. Minneapolis to New Orleans. Dude, um, want to talk about that a little bit? I do Baker's dozen. So like I did that last year. I should be working on my Baker's bike for this year. How was the uh, Minneapolis, New Orleans pinball for you? Uh, it was super fun. I did it with uh, Derek Laman and Ash. I probably fucked up Derek's name, but whatever. Fuck you, Derek. Uh, <laughs> I love Derek's Derek. good. Yeah, Derek's Derek's a good boy. Uh, we did it on Vespas. We were team Vespa, and uh, the same fucking '84 brown Volvo that brought my green Maxi home was our chase vehicle uh-huh. for pinball. I don't know how they agreed to use my car for that, but we drove that with all three of us, two mopeds and a shit ton of parts, all the way up to Minneapolis, and then it was yeah. wheels down. Uh, it was fun. We definitely packed enough belts. Derek was single speed and I was dual variated. So dude, Derek's got we all the hills. props. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Derek, why would you do that? Like that's single speed chow. <laughs> dude. Wow. Like... like I love that boy for that right there. He's got like 10 cool kid points right there. And it was it was geared for like high speed. So anytime we would There's hit There's still hill... fucking hill. He grew up around there. Like there's still hills in the fucking Midwest, Derek. What the fuck? It was like, anytime we'd hit a hill, I'd just like square up behind him and push him up the hill with my grande. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, I built a Melosi speed rear end for that. Mm-hmm. I'd been just been running the stock like nine to one gearbox the whole time in Knoxville. That was my college bike. I bought my grande off Craigslist for $75 in Knoxville. Oh, fucking rad, and I, like, dude. Yeah, and then like slowly fuck around with it, run around the Smokies a ton, and I was like, this is the perfect bike to take on pinball because I've just done dumb shit to it. Yeah. And then something happened. I don't know if Derek seized or what happened, but something like unrecoverable happened. And we were contemplating just going home while we were in Mississippi. And like I was kind of over it, and I'd actually burnt the shit out of my hand before we left. How would you do that? Well, I was uh, I was trying to build a spare engine, like a whole subframe with an engine and variator and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was cutting some stuff apart with a torch, and I touched, I picked up a piece of metal because I was tired with that was like cherry hot. Yeah, because I had this yeah. huge gnarly blister on my hand. I'll send you pictures if you want to see it. No, I'm good. I'm good. But like, like I can I can handle X-rays, but like I get a little medical phobic, and it's just like, nope, I'm good. So I had this huge fucking blister, like the size of like a quarter of my palm of my hand. And I popped it right before we went on the, on the, on pinball. This happened okay. like the day before we left. Okay. That could be either really good or really bad. I'm guessing it was the bad. 
it was fine. So like basically every time we would stop to eat like jerky and cheese at the gas station, I'd pull some <laughs> Neosporin out of my pocket and like squirt it in my glove. <laughs> and uh, everyone would be like, how's your hand meat, Schimmel? Is it fucking infected yet? And I'm like, nope, it's still full of Neosporin. It's fine. <laughs> my chase so. driver last year, I Colby spent hundreds of dollars in gas cheat gas station beef jerky he's like i can't do that again this year i'm like well no shit you're spending like 40 to 50 dollars a day in beef jerky dude like he goes yeah but i really like beef jerky <laughs> dude you can't beat jerky and cheese in a in a red bowl to get for a gas stop oh dude i don't remember eating during the day most of the time during bakers like because you guys had some we had i'd say like we put on a lot of miles but like we had a lot of like 170 150 mile days and this year is going to be a lot of 270 to there's like a couple 300 mile days dude I'm just yeah like, yeah dude like i'm gonna i i'm going to fucking sleep during the whole fucking jimmy buffett day because now you know there's the there's the break day where and yeah dude it's gonna be a it's and you know how it is dude like it's you enjoy the pain if you will you know what i'm saying yeah i do the thing that was so shitty was like having a shitty day yeah and then just like getting there late and then be like fuck now we have to wake up and leave in the morning and yeah. shit's still broken. And like, but, I gotta get back on this broken shit, and it's still broken, and I got all these miles to cover. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Wouldn't have it well, any other way. Did you ever, like, have... Okay, I had... Um, going into Red Lodge, Montana, like, I'd seized her the other day, DNF'd myself, so I fucked the team over. I did it. It was my fault. But we're gonna... We decided we're gonna run the rest of the day. Rest of the day is whatever. We completed every mile. But we just we were told, okay, you can run it, but you're not qualified for any prizes anymore. I'm like, whatever. Um, like the bike ran okay going into Red Lodge. The next day, like the bike was perfect. Like it, I kept up with the leaders. Everything was great. Like, did you have days like that on pinball where like you go to sleep, the bike was kind of eh, and then you wake up the next day and it kind of healed itself? Oh, for sure. Like, uh, Memphis. I'm pretty sure going through Memphis, like right after Memphis, before we got into Mississippi, that was like gnarly for both of us. Mm -hmm. And what it ended up being was um, some, that was the day I'm pretty sure that was the leg where Derek's bike was like fucked. And then we just tried to make it to the next stop with my bike, but I had a gnarly knocking sound and it turned out that my uh, small end bushing had gone bad on my crank. Okay. So the bike was still running okay, but it sounded terrible. And it's like, it hadn't been running great. Like earlier, earlier in the ride, I'd hit like 57 and we were like fucking blasting. I had like a 17 inch rear wheel and tall gears and we were just fucking cruising. We were on the interstate. It was great. (laughs) And then (laughs) other days it'd be like, I can't hardly do like 45 without my shit scaring me that it's going to overheat. Cause like, I'm a nerd and I'm watching my temp gauge. Dude, well, that's what you do. Like, that's what I tell people. Like, no matter, I mean, you, like, your temp gauge almost becomes your throttle. <laughs> yes. 
And like I was talking with I was talking with Graham Motzing the other day, and he was like, I was like, I fucking hate hobbits because none of them run cool. And he's like, Well, you're doing hobbits wrong. You can't you can't run a hobbit in like a temp gauge, or else you're gonna have a bad time. And I was like, Well, I can't. That's why I can't run hobbits because they're fucking Dude, nuclear reactors. You, we can but, talk, brother. <laughs> I I figured them. I I understand hobbits now. Like my my hobbits. Dude, I just blasted five miles on a metric kit at 320 degrees. That's all I got. I can do that. Yeah. I can fucking figure, I figured out Melosi's where I can, you know, blast, I could go 45, 48 miles an hour and it gets up to 350. Like it's about that. Can figure out your air leaks and don't advance the fuck out of the timing like everybody yeah, does. You- you shouldn't be pushing 360, 370. Like that's like you should get there and stay there for yep. whole tanks of gas. Yep. But so the small and bearing is fucked up in the crank. And we weren't sure if we were gonna quit or not. So I tried to go, I took it upstairs and went to go fix it. I've got some pook factory tools. And one of the cool things about the pook factory tools is the tool for the small end bearing replacement also works for Vespa. And okay. I knew that, and I was hesitant about running a bushing crank for pinball. Ooh, so yeah. I brought some extra bushings with me, and the tools set up so that you can press in the bushing and ream it to size without pulling the crankshaft. You mm-hmm. just have to pull the top end off. So I pressed in a new bearing, reamed it, and then the next day, the bike ran better than it ever had. It was doing yeah. like, Derek was on it, because I was like fucking over it. Derek was on it cruising into New Orleans, uh from mississippi and he was like cruising like 55 57 so i didn't ride the whole way but my grande that i've still got it made it all the way from minneapolis to new orleans so we finished as a team but i didn't finish the whole ride Uh uh-oh you know what that means you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do baker some year to actually complete it like that's i i finished every mile i just dnf'd myself i like and some people get a little chapped when I like let them know, hey, I got fourth on time, fuckers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you, you did get fourth, huh? How many miles do you complete? <laughs> like, I'll say that to them. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure that year a stock A35 Tomos took second place. And then yeah, I don't know if that's possible <laughs> anymore with how fast everybody's going. Like, how fast is everybody going? Dude, people are, if you're not cruising at 55, you're like i should say if you're not yeah crew you have to go 50 consistently to keep up like to even be in the wheelhouse because like rigsby tried on uh a35 and like granted they're eating main gears and everything else it's bakers dude you know how it is it's fucking endure it's it's breakdown management is really what it comes down to I feel like the real secret, it's like, I was talking with somebody about this the other day. The biggest advantage to anything CVT is all that transmission wear. You can just replace the belt. Yep. When this is the A50 or a Tomos, and I mean, fuck, maybe even an E50, all that shit is stuck inside the case for the whole time. Oh, when I blew up a final belt, drive. Don't you worry. Don't you oh, yeah. <laughs> Final draft. But at least there's not any friction material in there, you know? Fucking yep. clutches shitting themselves in there. So I don't know. I feel like CVT is the way to go. What's been, I haven't been following stuff. What is it? E50s and E50s and Hobbits that are winning? I know nobody's no, winning. The fucking best 
okay, there was um, there was this past year was a Urban Express one, and that was CVT. Um, the year before that would have been the coming out of the pandemic, a Derby won that, and that was CVT. I mean, it, Chad Burke's French thing that's CVT. I mean, basically like. <clears throat> you're hundred percent right. Like anybody, anybody who's running Bakers, you almost have to do CVT. I mean, Jordan Utech from Nebraska put up some monster speeds, but like it was an E50, but it would clap out on him after a while. I mean, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, awesome builder, but like he was doing, I think he was around 80 mile an hour. And yeah, I mean, he was, Fuck. He was geared to shit, dude. But like, he fight, he'd start blowing shit up. Like he lost an oil oil drain, and he yeah, I don't know everything he destroyed because I was too busy destroying shit myself. I mean, dude, you know, like I said, you know how it is. Like, yeah, I mean, we had such a great group of people that um did it, and everybody got along in camp. Everybody was helping each other. Like, it was super rad. But, like, it was just fucking long days, dude. Um, you look like you're about to say something. I feel like I've been jabbering this whole damn time. But Oh, no. Uh, I'm just thinking about – I'm trying to remember who was running a bunch of Z850s the year I did it, and I think it was Detroit Moped Works. Yep, Alex, I believe, did. I don't remember and- how they did, but, like, how – so another thing we haven't talked about yet, and I'll go ahead and fucking do a plug for it, is yeah. uh, so I recently quit my job back in January. Okay. And I am a mechanical design engineer. I used to build giant animatronic, like, multi-million dollar dinosaurs here in Nashville. So we awesome. literally spend, like, $2 million on a dinosaur, and then it goes towards the country. <laughs> so I did all the mechanical design and analysis on those. So I've got, like, some decent CAD and design chops. I haven't been able to find another good job that I like. So I'm doing some moped stuff right now. And one of the things that I just released uh, for production is a prototype run of five sets of a billet ZA50 case that will accept scooter kits. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So it's it's set up for a DO reblock to bolt up to its stock. So it's already ported for case induction. And then it's got enough meat on it to run scooter kits. So Dose is actually super cool and stepped up and bought the other four of the prototype run. Okay. Uh, But they're going to be black billet 6061 uh, cases. And uh, there's a couple steel parts in them. But if those go well, I got a couple other ideas for like, some transmission and combustion mashups of like stuff that doesn't exist. Dude, that's and... so fucking rad. Like I'm excited to hear you talking about this shit. Like it seems like every dude keep talking. Like I love it. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. So like the biggest, so the cool thing about the Z850 case I'm designing is it allow you to do all the shimming externally. So you don't have to take any blind measurements with depth gauges. So you literally like assemble the whole thing and use a straight edge and a feeler gauge to shim it all. So that's cool. But uh, yeah, the ZA the ZA50 is kind of a shitty engine because of how complex it is. Like, I don't know why Pook 
thought it was a good idea to put helical gears. Like I know helical gears transmit load more efficiently and they're like more robust as opposed to straight cut gears. But it's just like, come on guys, it's a fucking moped. Like why, why? <laughs> like, isn't aren't aren't Tomo straight cut gears? Are they? I believe they, I believe they are. I, I'm well, not a like, Tomos expert, but like they they make that Tomos transmission wine, and I dig it. But like, yeah, yeah. And then it's like Corrados; those are straight cut gears. It's like, why the fuck do we have to make this so hard, guys? So I've got ZA50 guts on the list as well, and then they'd probably be converted to straight cut gears as opposed to helical because it's easier to make. But um, definitely, like, an E50 case is is maybe that would be, like, plug-and-play with a scooter kit because I don't want to step on anybody's feet. I know there's some E50 cases in development. Like yeah. With Kook Shop and some other places. So I don't want to step on anybody's feet. And I think a dude, way to but do that's, that would be... that's the that's design, though, dude. Like, if people... I mean, I hear you, but, like, you can't... You can't always worry about that stuff. Put your shit out. Like I'm always encouraging people to come up with something better. But somebody actually is going to have to come up with frames eventually because somebody's we're going to fucking run out of this shit. That's what I'm. That's my big fear. Like, oh, the frames are rusting out, people. So, agreed, hundred um, percent. And if anybody knows any uh, CNC tubing vendors, please let me know because I did do a quick tube package for uh coop, or for magnums for the magnum main tube frames um and i couldn't find a shop to cnc cut cope and bend those so if anybody knows of a cnc shop i think it's it's like a weird metric bend radius and then it's like standard inch and five eighths tubing but i couldn't find anybody to bend it so i've got the cad data somebody knows somebody i know a place but we're I can't talk about my job right now because I am bitter and very angry and like we're actually swamped like and that's all I, like we're super swamped and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's all I'm going to do like because I'm a po- I'm positive like Iron Sheik in 1986 positive. Here's here's the fucked reality of the matter. The fucked reality of the matter is. Nobody in the moped community is going to be able to afford or be willing to pay for yeah. anything that's made in the United States. So anything that does get made that anyone's cheap ass is going to buy is going to come from Taiwan or China because yep. everyone's like, oh, I want stuff made in the United States. It's like, no, you don't because it'll you cost four it. times as much and you won't yep. buy it. Yep. So, and like, that's and there's the like thing a about whole it. realm of politics we're teetering on and we will not cross that bridge. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, I wish we no. Could it's expensive here. to get stuff made here, and there's a reason why moped manufacturing is just not. It's not to the lowest bidder. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it sucks, and I'm I'm in manufacturing. I mean, the quality is way better here in America. I'll say that versus like you, tents make a huge difference in machinist world, and you know that, dude. Like, yeah. but yeah. But no, those cases, that makes me fucking really excited that, like, not just one, because we can't, we can't be dependent upon Treatland just to fucking develop our moped parts. We can't be just dependent upon Dose to be making our moped parts, because 
what happens when they go away? Like, that's my fear. I'm always thinking, like, what happens when they go away? Because, like, will they go away? I don't think so. But, like, what happens if they do? We can't be just dependent upon that. So, like, I'm really fucking happy to hear you doing something. And you're not the only one, and you know that. But, like, whether it's Graham or yourself or whoever, Andy Thompson, like, we got all these rad designers out there. Let's fucking, uh, yeah, yeah. You got me excited. Well, one of the, I'll say this, which is a like huge shout out to the moped community is one of the best things about moped people is like the feedback and the willingness to make stuff work because a lot of other, a lot of other communities, people expect stuff to be like turnkey and Ikea furniture Yep. and <clears throat> like moped people are some of the most resourceful and like mm-hmm. talented assembly technicians. We figure shit the fuck out. Like, yeah, I I'm not gonna pat myself on my back on the back too much, but like, I don't know how much you've listened to the show. It doesn't matter. But like, I the rear pulley, nobody, everybody kept losing speed on it on treats that rear Hobbit pulley, and everybody was like, oh, it, this breaks or that breaks. And like, after Baker's, I was just. I had an issue with it and I was just on my couch and I'm playing with it and I'm playing with it and I'm playing with it. And finally I get looking at it and I'm not an engineer. I'm a fabricator. I apprentice machinist at best. And I get looking at it, I'm like, these cheeks aren't fucking opening wide enough. So I took a whole bunch of scope gauges at work and measured everything and sent it off to the engineer. He's like, you're fucking right. And I could, I could get in the low 60s and like it was always really hard to do it and it'd have to be perfect tune. Dude, I just hit 65 no fucking problem on Sunday on my Hobbit with a metric kit. And I did it again yesterday. And like I and I I need to be doing more consistent GPSs, but like dude, that rear pulley is so fucking close to the market now. Like but Again, that was from all the testers. I'm not trying to, like, there's so many people testing that thing right now and giving ample feedback, but that's what it comes down to is the community supporting each other and giving that feedback. Yeah, and that's part of why it's such a rewarding community to make parts for is like what you just said, the the feedback. It's, it's fucking great because yep. you don't get it other places, I don't feel like, so. No. And, like, you get in the Dose Boys' hand, like, they'll freaking get it in the right people. It's like, it takes riders, though, too. People have to be, that's what, I love to ride bikes, dude. I mean, there's people who love to work on stuff and assemble stuff and then go on the next science project, dude. I, I, I'm a rider. Like, that's my, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, I hate working on bikes. I work on bikes out of necessity. I want to ride. I, I wouldn't be lying if I said I get a little bit excited when shit breaks because I'm like, oh boy, can you get apart and see what's wrong? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but I, I do like writing too. And you know, I enjoy writing. I still enjoy writing my maxi. It, it's just got a K Star 7, K Star 70 kit on it. It doesn't go that fast. It doesn't sound like it's modern moped fast. I guess I'm going to have to build this fucking crazy liquid cooled ZA50 thing to, to keep up with modern moped. Oh, nah, moped dude. Fast. Like, but. Modern uh, moped fast sucks. Like you can only do it with you and your one buddy who has a fast bike because riding in a group sucks. Like there's a, 
group tonight, Minneapolis, you know, they turned out. There's like, I think there's 14 or 15 bikes. Oh, yeah. And um, I brought my fast Hobbit, but I didn't go on the ride because I wanted to get to Minneapolis and back quickly. And that bike fucking sucks to ride in a group. Like, no, it's a fun bike to ride in a group. A DR kit with a Proma pipe because it annoys everybody because how loud they are. But know what? They do 45. I'll say. All right. So I don't disagree, but one of the advantages, I, I agree that more bikes are, some bikes are more enjoyable to ride than others. But I think the moped that's fast enough to be fun for me is like, I enjoy being moped shepherd and like making sure everybody goes through the turn and everything. Mm-hmm. And the dope thing about having a fast bike is, you can blitz the front of the pack. You can mark the turn. Yep. You can let everybody pass, make sure they're all good. And then you can fucking go mark the next one. So like, I get that there's probably, it sounds like maybe your Hobbit has more speed than is needed to do that. But a bike somewhere, uh, I don't know. Like, that's what's fun. I, I, cause like, I'm just in it for the carnage. Like I want to see people break down and then help them try and fix their shit with like beer cans on the side of the road. Yeah, dude, that's fucking and awesome. See how far they can make it. Yeah, no, that's rad. And like, I was just rolling around town on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday with a stock Mondial. I mean, the, with my Mondial, it's stock plus. So it's got a 17.5 Polini carb. It's got Tomos A35 reeds on there. I just didn't want to deal with the small. It was, I just like, we'll just do this. And then I got a pipe from my friend Sam out in Boston, an old um, MLM 103 pipe. And that thing rode, I was, it was a blistering 28 miles an hour. And like, it was fun, dude. I just, and the pipe ended up back, the nut backed out. So like I had to keep my foot on the backside of the pipe. So it would actually work and not hard seas. Like, dude, it was so much fun. Just, I rode like, I don't know, 15, 20 miles on that bike on Saturday. It was fucking, I enjoy going 28 miles an hour and i enjoy going stupid like near death fast the thing that i regret yeah and the great thing is is near death fast on a moped it's anything over 45 that's one of the best parts about riding a moped is like i mean i know people go a lot i've been a lot faster than 45 i know people it's, regularly it's go all relative it's all relative yeah, yeah. you're on a fucking bicycle with a two-stroke engine on it mm-hmm. and it's 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 like death going the speed limit but I don't have a good stock bike. And I picked up a Moby. Somebody gave me a Moby 7. Not a Moby 7. A Moby 50D for super cheap. Yeah. And uh, I was just going to do like stock plus. Like CDI and a Shaw. Yeah. And like one of those like sneaky pipes that's like still stock looking but like a performance increase. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a bitch. And I don't, I didn't ever figure out what was wrong with it. I don't know if the crank was twisted or what. But I was just pissed at it because I was like, you're supposed to be simple thing that. <laughs> it's French, dude. Fuck French bikes. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were in the middle of renovating our fucking house and I was working at my shitty job. And there's these guys that there's this awesome ride in. Uh, it's not a moped rally, but it's in such as Georgia. It's called True Grit Spun Run. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've heard of it. It's fucking I want to do it some beer. Yeah, it's fucking great. So there are mopeds that show up and I met these guys down there that were super cool. And they were like, Oh, I want a moped so bad. And they had like 
Honda Trails and an S90. Mm-hmm. So the dude came back and he's like horny as shit for mopeds. So I just <laughs> sold him the Moby for like a hundred bucks. I was like, I don't fucking have time to fix this. You're yep. stoked. I'm stoked. Everybody wins. So yeah. No, if you but dude, you know, and you've been around long enough. If you want a fun stock easy bike, Tomos. Like just yeah. like I hate to I hate to say it, dude, but like you want an easy 40 mile an hour bike, 35, 40, Tomos with the pipe. Because yep. guess what? Whoever's saying they're doing hobbits, oh, I just threw, you know, a DR, a notched variator, and a promo pipe, and I did 55. You're full of shit. Like, I will say that all day long, dude. Like, <laughs> nope, you're not. You might be going 43, 44. Like, no, I, I don't believe it. I, like, I don't know. Whatever, dude. Like, that's like the bit turbo boys from New Jersey on the Tomos going 60. Like, no, you didn't. Like, I'm gonna call Yoda. But I don't know. I, I I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm not. I, I'm just yeah. I'm hungry. And jam jam hangry is coming out a little bit here, folks, because I haven't ate dinner yet. Um, but so like, what is riding like for you today? You talked about getting that True Grit deal. Like that sounds. I know Eric from QCB. He actually called me up when he was there. He's like, "Dude, I'm done," and everybody broke down. And I didn't. So it's cold here. How are you doing, Jim? Like, <laughs> uh, man, just like city riding for the most part takes mm-hmm. too long to get out of the city. So, yeah, city riding. I'm just going to try and get some shit out this year and like actually ride. Um, What's the, your main rider? What's your main bike? So, my Vespa was my go to for like a really long time all through college and after college then somehow seemingly the planets aligned in the wrong way and all of the kinetic cdi boxes quit working at the same time like the one i had on the bike and all the ones i ordered from treats they all fuck themselves in the same way the timing advanced incorrectly so Mm. my vespa is my main bike right now and then my maxi is the thing i can always pull out of the basement but other than that like the thing i really ride the shit out of is not a moped it's a honda cub 50 from 1964 dude that's awesome yeah it's like cast iron top end and bottom end push rod 50 cc three speeds i love the fact that part of the design requirements were you had to be able to carry a bowl of ramen on it like (laughs) literally like literally that's why they've got the heel toe semi-automatic shift they made 17 inch tires for the cub 50 because 18s and or 19s and 16s were too small so they literally made that tire size like the cub 50 is just it's cool and it's a piece of shit like a stock tomos a stock tomos blows it out of the water mm-hmm. but it gets dude like but who cares like yeah like <laughs> if, dude we're we're a bunch of dorks like oh i can go 63 on mine oh yeah well i can go 66 on mine it's like dude these are children's stories who cares like that's i mean that's kind of where i'm at like yeah everybody can dude everybody can build a fast bike if you try a little bit like you know it you know it does like dude that fucking three-speed fucking honda yeah that's got me talking like we can carry ramen on that shit dude fuck yeah like it's it's also great for google maps because you know they didn't plan on google maps back then but like mm -hmm. you're fucking lost 
you can totally play with your phone and ride at the same time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. So do you uh what what are your you got rally plans for the year? Uh unfortunately the New York I know, rally I... or go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, um I'd love to go back to the New York rally. That was probably the most fucking epic rally I ever went to. Dude, you're building it up because I'm actually going. I'm flying in for it. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you, it, Parker. It was fucking great. Uh, so, awesome. I mean, like the city, it's not a lot of high-speed riding. Nope. Um, but it's it's all in the city. It's fucking great. All I know is going fast and being too slow because all we got people is people in cars that are pissed here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this year, I think the only thing I'm planning on going to is, like, Chicago, maybe Atlanta, definitely such as, yeah. you know. Trying to um, see what Joe's got in mind in Tagalog. Yeah, like that's what I was um I think and I'm 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 taking this mantle and running with it. Like I think uh the Clark brothers, the Nacho average rally, moped brother, I think that's gonna be the Loki big rally of the summer. Like it's up in Battle Creek, Michigan, I think. I'm not looking at the rally calendar, but like I think people are gonna turn out for that one this year. Like, obviously, Chicago's going to be big. I know a lot of East Coast people are talking about coming out for that. It's the last hot readies, and, like, it's going to be a good time. I think everybody's going to have fun there. Um, if not, like, make your own fun. Um, but I, th- I think the Moped Brothers, the Clark family band, I think they're going to throw out a hell of a ride. I, I hear some stuff, but I don't know. It's going to be a good time. Well, I fucking love a big ride. I don't care how far or fast it is. Yeah. I don't partying's fun, but when I go to a yeah. moped rally, I'm there to break everything and I don't, don't want to yeah. leave until it's all broken. Yeah, dude, that's fucking rad. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you want to end up you want to win that chase award, don't you? Hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> dude, uh, what was your role with the Daggers last year? Did you get to that rally? Were you able to attend the rally or not? So I did attend and I actually rode. Uh, I did chase the year before. My wife went out on a stock combo a35 okay and i rode my maxi for old time's sake um she ended up going down on some gravel and her knees still kind of bothered her Um, oh no was that from this past years or was that the monsoon one uh this was from the year after the monsoon one i think okay but uh yeah she's got She's got like some depth perception issues and okay. she's like target fixated in a curve, got close to a guardrail. She was smart and like went down instead of over the guardrail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe one of the one of the things I've got in the basement that she likes to ride on is um with me is a Kawasaki G3 SS. Okay. I know Aaron Fogg had one and he loved it. I don't know of too many other people in the moped community that have them that like them, but it's a, it's a, uh, it's a 90 cc rotary two stroke five speed. Oh wow! And it's fucking awesome. I put a treats gigantor chamber on it, and I I hit like 75 miles an hour on Natchez Trace on it. Dude, that's it's got nuts. buddy pegs on it. Yeah, it's like the size of a Magnum. It's moped size, five gears and rotary valves. Pretty sweet. Dude, so, uh, you got I I want to see that sometime. Dude, that's good. fucking rad. Um, yeah, my guy, I'm. 
fucking starving now, so I'm gonna probably end this because I'm hungry and I gotta wake up early tomorrow. But that um, sounds great. I'm no, hungry dude. too. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Ryan, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's like a chance I'm open podcast. Um, I'm gonna get this out later at some point. I gotta deal with some stuff. Um, yeah, don't be a stranger. I got you got my number, I got your number. Um, yeah. Our our Instagramming sucks. <laughs> um, it does. My bad, <laughs> dude. That's all right, my guy. Um, thank you so much for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast, and don't forget, mopeds are dumb. They are indeed. All right, dude. Talk to you later. Bye. Good night.